This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Hour two on the block coming your way. Thanks for tuning in to us, whether you're listening on the radio, on our free mobile app, on your desktop, or you're watching the stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, drop us a like, drop us a follow. Turn on those notifications as well for every time we go live, every time a ticket show goes live, you can catch your favorite personalities as soon as they start by turning on your notifications wherever you watch or listen. Thanks for doing that. Also, big thanks to Charles and the crew down at Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul, cooking up the good stuff. Always, every time, they don't miss. Their shooting percentage, 100 million percent. Hey, as far as I know, I haven't I haven't had a miss yet. I'm, and, and that's to include getting extra, taking it home, and heating it up the next day. Just as good. Just as good to me. The initial shot is always great. The offensive rebound putback, always good. <laughs> right. Plain and simple. If there was a leading score in Lincoln, it would be Mary Ellen's. I would have Go to Go check say. them out. I would have to say. Speaking of, that's what we're getting into here in this segment and this hour. LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time scoring list. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, uh, something else you're probably interested in are Super Bowl squares. We got three more of those to give away. Here's the question for you to answer. First three people that answer the question correctly and along with the name that you need to text in for the answer, text in your own first and last name uh, for your chance to win a Super Bowl square. Uh, if you've already claimed a square, you've already won. You do not get a second one. So if you already have one, please do not text in. But first three people to answer this question on the text line correctly get a square. After LeBron James, what active NBA player has scored the most career points? After LeBron James, what active player has scored the most career points? 402-464-5685. Rico knows we're not going to him, though. Rico doesn't get a square. So 402-464-5685, the active NBA player with the most career points scored. It is not Steph Curry. Uh, It is not Strick. Wow. It is not. Mm. Mm. The guy you're guessing, uh, not in the league. It is not Steph Curry. Oh, he's not in the league still. He's not playing, not on a team. Oh, not He active. hasn't retired, but he's not on team, so we're not considering him active. Oh. We have one, uh, Texter4725. You are correct. Uh, leave your first and last name. That's what I said. Oh, that's what I said. That's one of the ones. Oh, I misread your look. I, okay. I, yeah, bad lip right. reader, then. Right, yeah, yeah, you got yeah, it. You got yeah, it. Yeah. So, yeah, texture 4725. Leave uh, your first and last name. We have uh, Ben. You're the second one in. Ben, drop me your last name. And then Jesse, Jesse you are also in. The answer? KD. Kevin Durant. K-Dizzle. Any chance that he breaks into the top five? <laughs> So here's the thing. KD, a.k.a. the Slim Reaper. Um, 
I, I'm amazed that coming off of an Achilles tear that he's still been able to do it. But that's the thing about guys at his height, size, and uh, ability. Similar to Dirk. Dirk, I don't think, had just the major injuries like that to uh, that, that he was sustainable. Dirk still didn't have the shiftiness and the ability. But if you're a shooter in the NBA, you can stay a long time. So to me, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant still has a tremendous um, amount of longevity still left on his body. Here's why. You don't have to be stay uh, the top scoring type, shifty type of dude. Mm-hmm. You can become a Ray Allen type, get with the right type of team, go down to Dallas after it's all said and done. <laughs> Maybe when Kyrie breaks. You know, I know sure. y'all are friends, but y'all just obviously <laughs> something ain't working mm-hmm. with that. And it may not even be KD. It may be some organizational stuff that's going on. That's some of the talk. But go down to Dallas with that young boy, stand in the corner somewhere, and keep raining threes and average 18, 20 points a game. KD has never been. His mid-range is killer, too. Oh, Yes. So, if you fly out at him if you want to, he's going to shot fake you, get into a couple, bop, bop, and that's all you got to do. It, it, you don't have to handle the ball. You don't got to do just go in a corner somewhere for another two, three years, and you might – can he get there? By ourselves. Oh, we ain't there yet. Not I got, quite. I got that's one. close, I got though. one. That's close. I got one. Ooh. Shooting the ball is a skill that will always play always in be. the NBA. Especially, especially with these – you know, with the way the – you know, the game is now under mm-hmm. Steph Curry era. Mm-hmm. If, if you're Kevin Durant and you see this, do you age up into like a 3 and D wing by putting some weight on? Or do you go like full into it and go like stretch five? Uh, you, you, you stay Slim Reaper. Okay. You just stay Slim Reaper, B3. Um, you, 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 you may even be able to play four. Okay. But I, I don't think Slim Reaper gets to five. You know, I don't think he's he never there. had nah, that frame he, for it. He can't bulk like uh, he. You know who he reminds me of? Texters. If you're a longtime Nebraska basketball fan, that's carried over into the early start starts in the early times of the NBA. If you are that, text me and I'll, I'll give away a you know a, a free picture or you know something. Matter of fact, I'll even. I'll, who do they play next? Who does who play next? Nebraska. After at, Michigan. At home? We're pulling it up. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'll give away even a couple tickets. Ooh. So after Michigan, the next home game for Nebraska is Wisconsin on Saturday. Ooh. Three o'clock tip. Okay. So I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it on the love. Just because I love you guys like that. You guys are great listeners. And you've been great fans, too. And somebody already got it. it, it it's already. Yeah. It's over. Who? Shut it down. I don't even have to explain it. It's dead. Text or text your name and your first and last name and your information. Yes, it is the great Mikey Moore. John and Cortland, you already knew who I was talking about. Mikey Moore. And here's the background. 2833, Texter. You were the one that got in first. You guys are quick to draw you guys are worse than jeopardy and and, and all of them the, the quick the quick to the buzzer type things um so here's the deal mikey moore i and, and this is why i can say this because i watched it up close and personal mikey moore could eat two pizzas and we used to be like bro like how do you do 
Where'd it go? Where is it? What's going on? Like, how are you still like this? We're all worried about it. Like, we're like, okay, let me get to the training table. Let me give you some, okay, give me a little steak, a little protein, give me a little, you know, some vegetables. You know, we're, I'm, that's what I'm on. You're taking I'm, care of your body. You know, I'm 220. I'm like, <laughs> psh, I'm 215. I'm <laughs> stacked. I'm like, if I do it wrong, I'm, I'm going to be. <laughs> 230, Mikey 240, James territory. We would go on the road and sometimes have road stops and he would eat two two burgers and be asking for everybody else's stuff. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> do you have a tape? We used to say, do you have a tapeworm? Because we couldn't understand. I believe Kevin Durant is that. He's just, he's one of those guys that no matter how much food you put in him, no matter how bad he eats, he could eat all the dessert he wants to, and it just will never go on him. That's just, there's just people out there like that. KD famously didn't bench press at his pro day or at, at the combine, but as skinny as he is, I mean, you don't get the nickname Slim Reaper for nothing. And then watching Mikey Moore highlights, it's the same thing. Those guys don't look big, but they're still functionally strong. Yeah. And I feel like it's got to be the core, right? So they don't get pushed off their spots. They can still, you know, c- turn and contort yeah. the way they do. Yeah. And, 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 but he kind of got exposed with a little physical. Last year playoff game, uh, or, well series against the uh, Boston Celtics. You can mm-hmm. you can tell it made a difference when they were leveraging him, in, uh, getting up under him, getting into him, and the refs were letting that 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 thing happen. Um, there's there's um, there's some guys out there that I'm trying to think of that were that, that were also like that. It's just is Wemby going to have that storm. problem? Um, Chad Holmgren is definitely one of them. Um, I think, but, but see, the thing about women Yamba is the word out there, you know, allegedly right now is that he's in the weight room. Like he understands he's watching. He understands what it's going to take. The other one is, um, Bobo. Is it Bobo is the same type of guy. It's just, there's nothing, but listen, Bobo is giving people work right now. He just needed to get to the right, but that goes back to what we talked about, Austin. I think anybody in the league can be great perennially great you're great getting there but i'm talking about great it depends on the coach who who believes in you and the system you're playing in and those things can make the difference and i i gave another example of one being second round draft pick you can look at even draymond green second round draft pick gilbert arenas agent zero gilbert arenas solid coming in you know, he did some great things. He was he was a man at Arizona, second round draft pick. There was something about him that they didn't like, but he got there in in um, I, I want to say Orlando. It was either Orlando, no DC. I think I think he's in DC. He got with the um, he was uh, with the Wizards with with uh, a coach. I can't remember his name. Um, short black coach, oh Jeff Jefferson. Jeff, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. I want to say it starts with a J. And he believed in him, and he basically told him, "We're gonna let you go. We're gonna we're gonna let you go. You gonna you gonna be the man." Jim Bravelli? No, no, that wasn't him. That wasn't the coach. Um, Jim Lynham. No, he was a, he was a black coach, and and he took over, and uh, he was there in D.C. I and mean, it wasn't Lynham. Oh gosh. What, what year he ran was, the same system as the Nets. Yeah, that's not you're, you're smarter than me in basketball. But I, I can't remember. But we're okay. I, I have a list we'll of them over. pulled up. What year did Arenas get there? I want to say it was in the. Was I still in Dallas? I don't think so. I think I was in Boston. So I want to say 2001 ish. Uh, 2001 would have been Leonard Hamilton, Doug Collins, Eddie Jordan. Jordan. Eddie Jordan. That's him. Eddie Jordan. So. 
Eddie Jordan basically told them, we're going to let you go, my young fella. And that's how it went down. Mm. Um, Very similar to what happened with Steve Nash with us in Dallas. Like, the best thing for Steve, and I understood it, but see, what they didn't understand me is I didn't have a crazy ego. Mm. So you could have told me, we're we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna go with Steve and I would have been okay going to the bench. I mean I was a starter, but I would have been okay. I would have been okay coming off the bench, and letting Steve roll. I think the problem was with Steve doing this, looking over mm. his shoulders. You can't see me if you're listening, but he, he was just looking over his shoulders. When you don't have someone in in your back pocket, that if you make mistakes, if something's going on, that they know can come in. Fill, Take your job. fill that spot for you, it makes it a lot different for the way that you play. And that's how it is, man. Guys like that now, Bobo, he's just like, shoot, I'm getting time. They rolling with me. They saying I'm the guy. Let's go. <laughs> and and he's getting getting he's he's about to get a bag. He's about to get a bag. Somebody gonna touch him. As he should at what, seven three? But but seven, but you want to know what's crazy? What's crazy, Strick? So remember, I told you about Cerebro, Cerebro mm-hmm. Sports. We had him. We had him logged, even though he had injuries. We knew that that would be something that hindered his data, mm-hmm. but we still had him logged up there with, um, you know, second, third type draft pick status. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to show now that he's at. So, but you get to a team, you get with an organization that just mm-hmm. don't like your style. Like when I when I was in Indiana going with the Pacers, um, Hubie Brown, um, Herb, Herb Brown, Herb Brown, which is Larry Brown's brother, brother yeah. just didn't like me because why? Joke's on him. He liked traditional Mark Jackson-type point guards. You got Reggie Miller. You got all these guys. He liked those distributing-type guys, and I was just a player. I wasn't that. And so that's that's how it is in the league. You got guys that like you, those that don't. Bless God, Dan, uh, uh, Don Nelson did. You know, and and brought me back. So that's how it is, man. Talking NBA here on the block, and Strick, I know you've always been kind of a you know grown man. You've had that about you're physically ready. What was that physical adjustment like? As we talk, you know, about Kevin Durant and how his nickname's the Slim Reaper. What was that physical adjustment like for you coming from college to the pros, where you're playing more than double the games, you're on road trips like that, and you're facing just a different level of athlete night in night out. Well, the physical part of it was never a problem because, you know, I, I have a bulldog on my my left shoulder, a tattoo of a bulldog, and that's taken the persona of me. It's, it's a bulldog trying to claw through, break out. Um, you know, it, it, I felt caged at times, and I just wanted to, you know. Bust but, out that cage. But that's what the, the – and, and I've, I've shared this. You, you're you just now getting to work with me, and I love working with you, by the way. Um that's why I talk about all the aspects of the sport and what it did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, football created that in me. That bulldog. That bulldog part of me, right? Mm-hmm. So from a young age, um, from the time I stopped playing flag football, I should have never been in the Bantam League that they put me in. But they, they're they like, they're saying, well, yeah, you're this big kid, but you haven't. But But my dad and everybody was like, don't put him here because he's going to dominate, mm-hmm. right? He's going to hurt someone. It's it's, it's <laughs> going to happen. So I literally you, – so you have Bantam, 
when when you're talking about the little peewee football leagues, you have Bantam, Junior One, Junior. This is in California, Junior One, Junior Two, and then Senior, which okay. is the top, right? Um, I ended up playing against and uh, Napoleon Kaufman, who was longtime Raider, played mm-hmm. at Washington. We were all in the same league, but I leaped over one league mm-hmm. to play in the second league just because I was that strong. Now another thing, um, YMCA basketball, fourth and fifth grade. This is just always the bulldog. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain it. Fourth and fifth grade, the fourth grade, I was, I was the MVP of the league on the fourth and fifth grade level. My dad has to go to the people. They have to break the rule because he's like, <laughs> he's like, if you put him in this league again, he's going to dominate. The rest like, of the league's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun. So he put me into the sixth and seventh grade league. So they moved me mm-hmm. up, and I was the MVP of that league. Oh boy. But it's just it's just that's the physical so the physical prowess of it was never a problem. It it, it made it that I didn't have to worry about six eight, six nine strong. It didn't it didn't matter. I want the challenge. So that's that's what goes into that. And then even at that young age too, where you're you know, physically on that level with the rest of these yeah. kids and still better than them, what was that like learning mentally then? You know, having to play up against kids like that. Yeah, I, I was always a cerebral type of dude. Um, I, one of the things that I had as a young man, Austin was a, um, a, a, a vivid Im- imagination. I, I like, I would watch NBA games relentlessly, but then I can, I had great play recall. That's what made me a good ref. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I had the ability to remember stuff and then I would go down to the, to the court. So while all my little friends were on their bikes at the playgrounds, jumping and swinging on swing sets and doing all these things, I was at the court with no net, mm. just at the elementary court, all by myself with my own ball, and I would just play. And, and, and so then when we would go to school in elementary practice, you know, when, when you're going to a recess, they wouldn't let me play. So then, they, then I become <laughs> a mini bully because I'm like, I'm either playing or I'm taking the ball. What's up? You know, oh, sure, yeah. I, I mean, so you're here to ball. So, so that's kind of how it was. I would go and I would imagine games in my head. I would picture plays and I would picture guys guarding me different ways, post moves. I would picture that they cut me off, and I would. So my imagination created just these these systems of of different things happening in my mind that allowed me to become you know a little bit different. And I'm sure that served you well moving forward into high school, into college, into the pros. Because yeah. clearly yeah. you had the you know the physical gifts, you had the mental aptitude for it. Yeah. But Strick, as we're getting into this discussion now, and we'll definitely continue this next segment. We can push buy sell off because this is good stuff. When you look at scoring yeah. in the NBA, LeBron's uh-huh. done it. You know, he got 38,000 regular season points, let alone postseason points. Just how difficult is it to score in the NBA? What all goes into just putting the ball in the basket? Um, yeah, it, it's because the analytics and the scouting reports are so in-depth and elaborate, right, that it makes it difficult for you to continuously get better in it, right? So when, just look at this progression. When, when, when LeBron came into the league, and it's very similar to Michael Jordan, right, um, not that he's that, but very similar to the progression mm-hmm. when he came in super freak athlete can just out leap you out athlete you mm-hmm. uh get anywhere he wants um it, it's burst, just a freak very streaky 
Couldn't really shoot, but didn't really need to because he was just so fast, so strong, so physical that he could just beat you, right? That happened for a period of time. So then he had to develop. So then he started working a little bit further out. Started working on his post game a little bit. But then his free throws were were not very good. So then he stopped wanting to post because he knew. So then he worked more on his jumper because that would make it easier for him to not have to shoot free throws. He can just work on his step-offs and all these different things and not have to worry about. Then he got better, a little bit better in his free throws. Still didn't like him late in the game. But you can just see the progression of how he continued to get better. Now he goes back into the post. Then he becomes transitioned. And here Here's the reason I say that. His transition is what really makes his game. Um, he has 30,000 points, right? Mm-hmm. 30,000, 36, 38,000, 38, yep. right? 15,000-plus of them is you want to know where? Transition? Inside the um, the, uh, the restricted the, area. Restricted area. 15,000? 15,000. Inside that little his, tiny arc under inside the Inside the arc. Is, and, 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 and I can I can give you some of his breakdown. But here's even best what I like, uh, um, you know, um, what I what I like about about that part of that analytic breakdown. Um, so here's his scoring zones. OK, points from beyond midcourt, long shot mm-hmm. six points uh, to the right three point corner four sixty five. So he's equally good on both sides of the corners. 475 on the left. Points in the paint, non-restricted. So if you really break down his analytics, if you can stop him from getting like the foul deep, that happened deep, deep, yeah. deep you, you have a better chance at, at, at keeping him out of trouble, uh, keeping yourself out of trouble. Non-restricted, 2,386. Points from above the three-point break, five. 1,748 points in the mid range, 5,838 points from three point range, 6,699 points from the free throw line, 8,039 points in the restricted area, 15,392. That's sick. It's crazy. So that's, 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 but here's the thing. This is why I believe this would be different. In our time, mm-hmm. he's not in the restricted area that much. Mm. He he, there's it, it's it's first forty eight <laughs> on arrival <laughs> into the restricted area. Yep. There will be uh, scenes, um, uh, police all around well, looking where you know, yep, you lay it out. Yep. There's a lot of that. <laughs> I think probably there would probably be more injuries mm. because. You know, guys were pulling arms, yanking down, undercutting, hard elbows to the jaw. You had all that stuff going on. So 15,000 of that, I, I venture to say you had guys like Anthony Mason and Oakley, um, you know, uh, shoot, Carl uh, Malone. You, you, you had some guys that can handle body in there, you know. So you're a little bit more physical that you can get in there. But I like still that with the rules, the way that they are, he was able to accomplish and do it the way that he did it. And the size that he did it at. Because when I yeah. think of restricted area points, I think of Shaq's dominance. You know, I think of, you know, Kareem, oh, shoot. obviously. Of, of Will he changed rules. Yeah. The, the guys yeah, that, again, too. changed rules. Yeah. But LeBron, as a perimeter-oriented guy, you know, more magic than anything mm-hmm. else with his size, 
to be able to play in an era where he can get to the basket so freely. I mean, the handle that he has, I mean, yeah, he played out of the post some, especially in Miami. You know, it was kind of a small ball four in a lot of ways. But he has that back to the basket game, but that's not the majority of his points Mm -hmm. in the paint. He runs like a freaking deer. Mm -hmm. So if he gets a rebound or he gets it, he's downhill. If you're not putting body on him in any type of leverage from the time he gets just before he reaches the uh, midcourt, if you're not leveraging him or forcing him without uh, outside of going downhill, you're in trouble. Because once he gets downhill, he's physical, he's strong, and he has great athleticism to be able to finish with both sides, uh, both hands. So and, that's what makes him difficult. And he can shoot just well enough. He learned yeah. to shoot just yeah. well enough that you got to take that one step closer yeah. to respect him. We're going to stick a pin in it right here. The discussion's not going anywhere, though. We got plenty more to delve into in terms of LeBron James' scoring record, Kareem's record. Who are some other great scorers? Larry Bird is a name that's come up. We'll get into that discussion and more as we continue Hour 2 on the block.